We're going to continue in our series uh, on how to operate in the faith of God. Uh, it's so important that you walk by faith, that you live by faith. You know, it's the only way that we could please God. It's with faith. And, uh, you know, the word says a lot about it. So we're just going to keep going. Tonight, um, all, I've, all I've been hearing in my spirit is I can't get away from faith comes by hearing. It's just, it's just in me, hearing, hearing, hearing. And so tonight we're going to really talk about just this, we're going to kind of focus in on the hearing part, you know, and, and under the context of it, there's an aspect that you're going to have to use your faith, especially in our environment. You know, in if you look at the mortality rate in the world, it, the mortality rate, which is the average age when people die, it is shrinking fast. You know, more and more people are getting sick. The sickness and disease is everywhere. And so you have to know how to lay hold of healing because the Bible says he is your great physician. So we're going to look at some things tonight. Turn in your Bibles to Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11, verse 22. This is kind of a foundational scripture, these verses 22 through 24. And what I love about this is this is the most concise teaching on the operation of faith. And, and this is from the master himself. This is from Jesus. You know, he, he literally... He literally explains how to operate in the faith of God. It's amazing, right? So let's look at it. Jesus answering, saith unto them, have faith in God. Now, if you look at the Greek words here, as I've said many times, it could be translated, have the faith that God has, have the God kind of faith. You could, you could translate it any way here, or have faith in God. Any one of those would work. But the key where it says have, that word in the Greek again is echo, okay? It means to have, to hold, and to use. God wants you to have the faith of God. He wants you to hold on to it, because the enemy's going to try to get you to let go of it right? Because if you let go of faith, you can't receive anything from God, right? And you have to use faith. What do you mean by that? You use faith to bring into this realm the healing that God's provided for you, the finances that God's provided for you, the deliverance, the peace, the joy, everything you receive through faith. It's how you got saved. It's how everything operates in the kingdom of God. So now he goes into, in verse 23, as we've said before, one application of the faith of God, and it's the faith of God, how it operates against something. So verse 23 is when things come into your life that are not from him. This is how you stand against everything that comes into your life that's not from him. What does it say? 
Jesus said, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, it might be a mountain of debt, it might be a mountain of sickness, right? It might be a mountain of depression. Whatever it is, whatever the enemy's coming against you with, verily I say unto you, whoever says to the mountain, be removed, in other words, you get out of my life. Arthritis, you gotta go. Diabetes, you gotta go, right? Hip that doesn't work right, you've gotta go. Kidney that doesn't work right, you have to go. Whatever's causing it. You got a fever, fevers have ears. We know that from the Bible, right? Do you know all this stuff has ears? Because there's a satanic root to all of it. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea. In other words, get out of my life in a way that you can never come back into my life. Shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatever he says. That is an awesome promise from God. Do you know that is, that is a forever word? It's forever, that word is forever settled in heaven. Nothing can change it. If Satan brings something into your life, because remember, he's stripped of all of his power. He cannot destroy your life legally. Now he will come and he will come over that and he'll operate as an outlaw against you. But if you will stand against him, you have authority to, to keep him in place, to keep all that junk out of your life, right? So, so this is how we do it. You have to say to the mountain, be removed, get out of my life. And you have to believe that what you're saying is going to come to pass. You can't doubt it. So let's look at this. We, we've talked about this, but let's look at the word doubt. The word doubt. In the Greek language, it's the Greek word, and I say these Greek words for you, it don't, you know, don't try to remember them, but they're so out there compared to English that what it is, I want you to just, I want you to remember when, when we showcase something, this word is diacrino, diacrino. It means to doubt. Well, what does that really mean in English? It means to separate oneself from, Okay? It means to withdraw from. See, you can't speak to the mountain and then withdraw from that and have that mountain move. Do you see that? It means to oppose. You can't oppose in your heart what you are saying out of your mouth. You can't contend with it, right? What does that mean? Gosh, it just seems like this is just nothing works. You're contending. Wait a minute, this is, this is not subject to change, right? This word goes on to mean to differ with. 
man, you get in a meeting, you see some light, but you don't meditate on the word after you leave. You know, pretty much in our church, I bet all of you could probably quote these verses. But how many know them? Right? That's the key. You can't separate yourself from what you're saying. In other words, you got to be all in. Listen, sickness, disease, when you look at it, you got to be like, listen, Satan's trying to kill me. He wants me off the planet, and he wants me off the planet in a way that will affect as many people as possible. And I am not putting up with it because Jesus bore all of it for me. I'm not putting up with poverty and lack. I'm not going to live under the world system rules. Right? If you have a 30-year mortgage, don't, don't take 30 years to pay off your house. Right? Don't, I mean, when you qualify for a loan, they look at all your finances and they go, okay, we're going to give you this loan because you could pay this off in 30 years. You can't qualify for a 15-year loan because you don't make enough money. But if your house, if you owe $200,000 on your house, claim it. Get the angels into the earth going to get that money. Don't trust just your job or your, your income, Amen. right? Well, how do you know what to do? You delight yourself in the Lord and let him the Holy Spirit will give you the desires of your heart. And all of a sudden, he'll start stirring you. It's time for you to have a new car without a payment this time. And that'll tilt you unless your God is bigger than that, right? So you have to, you can't differ with it. You can't separate yourself from what you're saying. You have to be one what I believe in my heart and what comes out of my mouth, I cannot ever separate myself. I can't oppose in my heart what I'm saying with my mouth. Are you starting to get clarity? I can't differ with it. I can't contend with it. Right? I can't oppose it. Well, that's just not working. Right? No, no. Faith works if you work it. Right? So it says here, and shall not doubt in his heart. And we, we said, you remember the word heart, right? Cardia. G2588, remember that night? It's talking about your mind. Right? You can't doubt. So, so how do you get to that place? You have to meditate in the word, as God told Joshua, day and night, so that he will observe, so that you will observe to do what's written in it. You'll see yourself being a doer of the word. Shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass. He'll have whatever he says. Wow. So then now, in verse 24, he goes into the, another application of the faith of God, this is an application to receive from God in prayer. All right? Faith to receive. So receive what? Whatever God has given you by his grace. What has he given you? Everything. Right? 
So he says this now, therefore I say unto you. Now remember, therefore, because God wants you to have and operate in his faith, because you can say to a mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, and because you're saying something that you're not doubting in your heart, but you believe that what you said is going to come to pass, you'll have what you said. Therefore, what things soever you desire, what things soever you desire, remember, it's the Greek word that means to call for, to require, to make a demand for. Many times in the New Testament, it talks about, if you ask anything in my name, ask. The Greek word eito. It means whatever you call for, require, make a demand for. It doesn't mean, gosh, you know, Pastor Dave, can you give me $20? It's not, I'm not asking him to give me something because the answer could be yes or no. Right? No, no, this means we are calling for, we're making a demand for, we're requiring. Father, right? The enemy has illegally attacked my liver. And so I require my healing. Right? I require that. I'm making a demand for it. Please, uh, you know, just give me my healing. Right? Now, he's kind of said that wrong. I'm calling for it. I'm requiring Father, I require my healing. I'm making a demand for it. You already gave it to me. It's mine. So now I need it now. Okay? What things soever you desire, whatever you call for, require, make a demand for, when you pray, you believe that you receive what you've asked them for. So right when I pray, I believe I receive it. The word receive means to take, to seize hold of and take it. And God says, and you shall have it. That's how the faith of God operates. If you're speaking to a mountain, you got to believe in your heart what you're saying and not doubt it, and you'll have what you say. And when you ask God, to, you call for those, those things that he's already given you in redemption, you have to believe that you've taken them, and you'll have them. Father, I thank you that it's written that you sent your word and healed me. That, you, that I'm redeemed. Christ redeemed me from the curse of sickness and disease. Poverty and lack. I thank you that he redeemed me from that. So now, right now, Father, I make a demand for my healing and I take it right now. I thank you for it. I take the money right now. I claim it. I thank it. Thank you for it. I believe I receive it now. The Bible says if you do that, then you'll have it. But if you're hoping, you know, natural hoping, gosh, I really hope this works out this time, no. Because that's not faith. It's not weak faith. It's not faith at all. Does that make sense? This is the faith of God. It's how it operates. This is how it operates. So many Christians... So many Christians, and it's so easy to get into this, they complicate it. Man, the Lord would say to you tonight, don't 
complicate it. Right now, as I'm saying that, God's stirring me. There's people here. There's people online. You're complicating it. Go back, says the Lord, to the word of God. Take me at my word, says God. Right? That's, it, just make it simple. Did God provide healing for you? Yes. Did he provide all the finances for you? Yes. Did he provide peace, freedom from destruction? Did he provide safety for you? Did he provide a, a, a life for you where you're never alone? Yes. So just take him at his word, and this is the faith of God. Think about that. This is the faith of God. Wow. This is how he created all things. Three verses. Really only two explain how to operate in it. So simple. So don't buy into this stuff that, man, you know, I got to be a pastor or I got to go to Bible school to have great faith. Right? The woman with the issue of blood had great faith. The Syrophoenician woman, who was not even a Jew, the Syrophoenicians were, man, they were all into, like, it would be like the whole thing in today's would be like very, people who are into all kinds of witchcraft, demonic things, Satanism. It'd be like this, this witch Satanist idol worshiper her daughter gets vexed with a demon because they're dealing with all this stuff all the time, and now her daughter's a mess because of it, goes to God and, and tries to manipulate because that's all she knew. The Syrophoenicians, they lived in manipulation. You know, son of David. She's trying to, she heard that term, didn't even know what it meant, but she's like, you know, you gotta help me. And Jesus is like, I'm not sent to you. I'm sent to the Jewish people. Right? And, and then he called her a dog. Because that's what the Jews called everybody else who wasn't a Jew. And this lady, in other words, what Jesus was doing is he was actually bringing her to a place where it's like, oh, wow, I just got to be real. And what did she do? She changed from manipulation to humility. And she said, well, master, don't even the dogs eat the crumbs. He said, great, I haven't seen so great faith. I mean, could you imagine? All his disciples are standing there. And he's talking to this lady and going, I, like, I haven't seen anything like this in my staff. But I haven't even seen anything like this in the whole country. Right? So don't think, don't think you got to just, man, this is, this is so big that I just need, I need to know everything. No, no, you need to know one thing, Jesus. He's greater. It's his faith. And he's already given you everything that pertains to life. This is so important. So let's go back to Romans 10, verse 17. Because how does, how does the faith of God come? Right? It comes when you hear. So the question is, 
Did you come to church tonight? Are you watching online? Are you, are you there to hear? That's the question. Did you come to hear? Like if you have sickness in your body, did you come to hear and be healed? Because hearing always comes before healing. Hearing always comes before anything. Why? Because you only receive from God through faith. So Romans 10, 17. So then faith cometh, and we went through this, so I'll go a little quicker. So then faith cometh by, or this word means out of, hearing. And it's, this Greek word means to hear with a willingness to do. In Jesus' day, they heard about Jesus and they came to him to hear and be healed. They just heard about him and they're like, man, I, I gotta hear this. And, and I mean, you'd think they'd just come to get healed because they're sick, they're infirmed, they're in trouble. Man, just heal me. But they, they, they came to hear and be healed. It's interesting. So that's the big question. Do you live your life? When you read the Bible, do you read it to hear it? Or do you read it because, man, I, I, you know, I made a commitment. I got to read a chapter a day. I, I need to feel a little bit better about myself. Or are you reading it with a willingness to do it? Lord, you tell me what to do, and I, I'm, you're my Lord. Right? That's, that's this word. So then faith comes out of hearing. And hearing comes through or because of the word of God or the words of Christ. See, hearing comes because it's God's word. Tonight, as we are preaching God's word, these are not just normal words. God's words are filled with faith and expectation. And when you hear them, you are made to hear them. Like tonight, as we're preaching, there should be some areas of your life coming up where you're going, you know what, I'm not putting up with this anymore. I'm not going to be sick anymore. I'm not going to be in lack or broke anymore. I'm not going to be depressed anymore. I'm done with letting Satan mess with my life. He will too. Right? That's what we're talking about. So then faith comes out of hearing and hearing because of the words of the anointed one. Right? So faith comes by hearing. So then we said this, we're meditating in the word of God and we're hearing it on the inside of us. Right? Your spirit gains revelation knowledge of the word as you meditate, as you say it over and over and over again, and it opens up on the inside. The Holy Spirit opens the word up to your spirit, uses your tongue to etch it on your spirit. Your spirit turns it into a thought and then communicates that to your mind, and that's when light comes. And all of a sudden, wow, you go from, I can do all things through Christ, to I can do all things through Christ. You know it, right? So then now faith is there. So then now Hebrews 10, 23, now 
you have to hold fast to saying, to the profession, to the saying the same thing that the word says. Hold fast to the profession of your faith without wavering because he's faithful that promised. Do you see that? You hear it on the inside, but then when you're speaking it, now you got to hold fast to saying what it says. You can't speak to a mountain and then get together with your friends Right, I'm, I'm speaking to my mountain. Then I go out to coffee with Courtney, and I'm like, "Man, you know, I'm in trouble. This is not. This is not. It's getting worse." No, I'm opposing it. I've got to hold fast because what I'm believing God for, He already said He gave me. So it's not a matter of Him giving it to me. It's a matter of me simply receiving it. And when I receive it, I'm not going to let it go. How do you take it and hold on to it? Your mouth. So every time a pain hits your body, Father, I thank you that I am healed, that you sent your word. You have scripture right now. Body, you come in line. Pain, you have to leave. He bore my sickness and he carried my pain. And I'm not moving from, I don't care. You go to a doctor and they're like, well, you know what? The tumor's, it's gotten bigger. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Doctor. That's awesome. And then you leave and go, I declare in the name of Jesus that I'm healed. Tumor, you cannot live in my body. You have to go because it is written. And you say what God says. This is so important. See, we manage things in our life. And then all of a sudden, our sponge gets pressed and we find out what's inside of it. Time tests faith sometimes. And all of a sudden, this thing happens in your life and you know it's God and, and things are moving and you're so excited. And man, you're just like, yeah, I'm in faith and I believe in God and he's moving. And then all of a sudden, it turns and it starts getting bad, and all hell starts breaking loose. And then because, because we're not settled in this, we start talking different things. Right? And then what, what do we do? We, we let it go. Well, if you let it go, just pick it back up. Say, wait a minute. Wait, time out. I don't believe what I just did. Father, I confess that before you. That was nonsense. Your word is true. When you do that, instantly you're back in faith. Because see, Satan will tell you, man, you know what? You let go of that. And you dirty dog, you just gotta, you know, you're just gonna have to deal with some things now. It's gonna be longer now. No, no, forget all that. Don't complicate your life. What did God say? And this is how to lay hold. Right? Become the confession police for yourself, not for others. So let's look, at, let's look at something. I want you to see this in Exodus. Turn to Exodus 15, verse 26. A great healing scripture. But look at, this is the first time that God reveals himself after the children of Israel came out of Egypt. 
They had a massive healing revival. They ate the Passover lamb. The next day they came out of Egypt. There wasn't one sick among them. They came out with a great spoil. They go through the Red Sea. Then they go a few days without water. And they're, they're like, whoa, 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 time out. This is not what I signed up for, right? Even though, I mean, think about it. They're still seeing, they're still seeing a pillar of fire and a cloud. They're still seeing God right there. But then all of a sudden, they're murmuring. So, so now, you know, God at the, at the waters of Mara, he tells them what to do. The waters become sweet and all this stuff, and they're drinking water and everything. But look at what God says. He says, if, boy, that word, if, if is a big word. Because that means you decide. If you will diligently hearken, hearken to the voice of the Lord your God. Do you know, you want to hear his voice? Here, let me, let me read his voice right now. Well, here, I'll just read it right here. The end of this verse. I am Jehovah Rapha. That's his voice. At any time you read the Bible, read it out loud, you're going to hear the voice of God because that, this is his word. He breathed this. Right? So it says here, if you will diligently hearken, this is the Hebrew word shema. It literally means to hear. It means to listen to, and then it means this, to yield to and to obey. It sounds a lot like that New Testament word that faith comes by hearing. Right? If you'll yield to it, if you will diligently hearken, does that make sense? If. If. Do you know everyone sitting here tonight, you could have everything the word says. Don't let Satan buy, don't let Satan tell you you can't. Don't let Satan tell you little lies like, well, you're not good enough or you made too many mistakes in your life. Listen, none of that matters. All of the mess you could ever make plus God you know what that equals? Zoe life. The God kind of life. He, he gave it to you. And boy, I'll tell you, this is how you lay hold. You have to hearken diligently. You have to yield to it. That means you hear it with a willingness to do it. If you will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God and will do that which is right in his sight, Look at this, how he's saying the same thing three times. And will give ear to his commandments. Oh, I'm sorry, four times. And keep all his statutes. In other words, if you will hear, if you'll yield to it and do what he says. Okay? He says this, I will put none of these diseases upon you, which I have brought upon the Egyptians. Now, let's look at the word put. I will put, right? Dr. Young was a Hebrew scholar. There are two verb tenses in the, in, in, that could have been used here. 
All throughout the Old Testament, it uses the causative verb tense, but in the Hebrew language, these words are in the permissive tense. So to do this literally, he says, if you'll hearken diligently, if you'll keep my word, if you'll do it, I will allow none of these diseases upon you, which I have allowed or permitted upon the Egyptians. Why? For I am the Lord that healeth thee. Jehovah Rapha. Do you know what? That's what the Hebrew word, the Lord that healeth thee, it's Jehovah Rapha. It's one of his redemptive names. It, it literally means, I am the one, the self-existent one, Jehovah, who reveals himself, who does what? Who mends, who cures, and who heals you. One translation says, I am the Lord, your great physician. He's not a practicing physician. He's a great one. Right? If you're going into have a surgery or go to a doctor, you pray. I mean, have you ever dealt with something where the diagnosis was wrong and they gave you the wrong medicine? Either it didn't do anything or you, now you're a real mess. No, no. When you go in there, if you're in any way having to deal with natural doctors, because see, God doesn't work with natural doctors. Natural doctors work with God. Thank God for them. Many of them have kept us alive long enough to get in faith so that we can be healed. Right? But man, pray for them. Lord, I'm your child. You, that doctor, that nurse practitioner, that nurse, everybody involved, Father, I'm just praying that they would operate in your wisdom, even if you have to give them a word of knowledge about just put it in their mind what's going on here. But we, we want to get to the point to where we don't even have to go to the doctor. But there's nothing, see, a lot of, here's a lot of faith people. Well, I'm not going to go to the doctor because I'm just believing God. Okay? That's a scary statement. Now, I'd be more apt to, to go, okay, you know what? Man, this is what's going on. I got something going on in my body. And the Holy Spirit is saying, just, you just believe me. And these are three scriptures he's having me. Now, I'd be more apt to go, that's good. But somebody's going, you know, I'm just believing God. You're not even in faith. Right? Faith doesn't come by not going to a doctor. Faith doesn't come by not having a surgical procedure. Can we say this? You know, we've had people in our church that have went through surgeries and stuff and they never told us because they're like, well, you know, I, I just didn't think you'd, you'd think much of me because I went to a doctor. And, and I'm like, whoa, time out. How many times do we say this? But don't ever think that, well, you know, God just works with the medical people. No, 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 no. He's the great physician. He will use all this other stuff to help, help him, right, or help his children. It's more based on where they are. But listen, it is nothing for the creator of the universe who created your body, who, who's holding all things together, to touch your liver and give you a new one or a new heart or clean out those arteries or whatever, right? Amen. 
So this is why faith comes by hearing the word of God. Gaining revelation knowledge. Where does that come from? The Holy Spirit. He leads you and he guides you. Right? Listen, he might lead you to have surgery. Well, why would he do that if his word says he's a healer? Because not because of where he's at. It's not a matter of what he can do. It's a matter of what you can believe him for. And if you have been just out, not in the word and whatever, he's going, you know, I need them to do this because it, they need some time to get in faith here and all this stuff. That might be why. Who knows? So don't look at another person and think you could figure out where they are. Well, you know, they're just not as spiritual, so they had to do... No, that's just ridiculous. Only babies say that stuff, right? But look at this. Let's get back to this. I am the Lord that heals you. In the Amplified Classic, it says, I am the Lord who heals you. How clear is that? In the CEV version, it says, I am the Lord your God. I cure your diseases. That's pretty clear. The New American Standard Bible, the one, you know, the one that Jesus carried when he didn't have the King James, right? If you don't believe me, just ask the Baptist, because that's the, it's a great translation, actually. It says, for I, the Lord, am your healer. I love the Young's literal translation. I love this. For I, Jehovah, am healing you. Right? I'm telling you, if you'll build yourself up, learn how to operate in the faith of God, God's best is no medicine, no surgical procedures, you getting older and still being strong, your joints holding up, your back holding right? That's God's best. Well, guess what? We all know exactly how to lay hold of it just by what I've taught you right now. You should come back, though, it's because it makes me feel better that you, <laughs> right? Look at some of these scriptures, and we're, now, we're talking about the faith of God in relation to healing. Look at what Psalm 103, verse 2, verses 2 and 3 says this, Bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not all of his benefits. Here's a couple of them. Who heals, this is the word Rapha. Remember we just said Jehovah Rapha? Rapha. That word is used 67 times in the Old Testament. It always means physical healing. To heal, to cure, to mend, right? I am the Lord, or I'm sorry, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals how many of your diseases? All of them. Psalm 107.20, it says he sent his word and healed. Look at this. And healed them. He sent his word and Rapha them. It means he mend, he mends, he cures, he heals. To repair, to make whole. You know, this word Rapha, even in it, it describes the process of healing. It gives you a picture of a process of healing. Do you know even a miracle is a process of healing just turned up. Do you know people will say that they don't believe in healing? 
right? I remember, I think it was years ago in Christ the Healer class, Keith Moore was talking about healing and he's like, you know, you ask a person who says they don't believe in healing, hey, have you ever had something when you were a kid, a bike rack or something and you gashed your arm? And, you know, everybody's like, oh yeah, I did this, I got this scar or whatever, right? That, well, did it heal? Or, or show me the scar, show me the wound now. Well, no, it's healed. It's what, right? God put in your body process, a process of healing. His healing power, if he turns that up a little bit, you could have surgery and maybe amend in four weeks instead of six. Or if he turns it up a hundred times, it's, you're healed instantly. But it's still the process. Does that make sense? So this is so important that you hear this. Why am I in building on healing? Man, I'll tell you what. It is time for sickness and disease to be eradicated. We know too much to put up with it anymore. I'm not putting up with it anymore. Well, but pastor, you don't understand. You know, man, I, you know, I'm 85 years old and I just, I worked hard my whole life and my back is, no. No, no, no. If you're on the planet and you haven't finished your course, go home with a strong back. Yeah, but man, you know, I've got all, my discs are just all a mess. He'll give you new discs, right? Don't put up with anything that the enemy, listen, your body was built by God to last. He carried your pain. He bore your sickness in the same way, guys, listen, don't get locked into your life looking at where you are. Well, you know, I know when I was younger, I should have went to college, but I didn't. And now I just, I don't have a lot of ways to make money or my income potential. For, your income potential is unlimited because God is your source. Yeah, but pastor, you don't understand. I'm the one who made all these decisions not to do this and not to do... Yeah, great. So repent. Right? So just repent. Because here's the thing. The blessing of Abraham trumps everything. When God blesses, the blessing of the Lord brings increase. He has ways to bring increase to you. That is, he could give you one idea when you go to bed tonight that could make you a multimillionaire. I mean, I think of the 70s. Could you imagine? This guy became a multimillionaire. He thought, you'll probably remember this, pet rocks. Let's just get a rock, put it in a box, call it a pet rock. We had people buying them. That, that's crazy. I knew a guy, I went to, uh, in California, I was invited to a birthday party of this guy, um, and what did he invent? He, was a, he laid carpet, and God gave him an idea about making a strip with all these little nails coming out of it that go, you know, and that's what they use now, right? Guy's multi, multi-millionaire. A guy in my college and career group, he did Christmas lighting. And he did this one guy's mansion. And he goes up there and he meets this guy. This was in the 80s. He meets this guy and he's this young surfer guy. And he's like, he almost thought that 
are your parents home, right? The guy's massively wealthy. He started a, a, a long distance. Now, for you younger people, you don't even know what that is. But you had to, when you'd make a long distance phone call, you had to pick your long distance carrier. He formed a corporation and named it I Don't Care. So everybody that would call, they're like, well, what long distance carrier you want to use? If a person said I don't care, they had to legally give it to him. He was a millionaire overnight. Another guy that I, that I knew of, I didn't know him personally, but a friend of mine knew him. He was in college, and God gave him an idea. He was like this science guy, like Pastor Edwin. And all of a sudden, he had this idea for an adhesive. And if you live in California or a warmer climate, when you drive, they have these, these like rubber bumps all over the place, and, but there had to be an adhesive to stick them there. So he was instantly a millionaire, right? God can do anything. God says you'll prosper and be in health not based on your education, but based on how your soul is prospering. And well, how do you prosper your soul? Only one way, right? You renew your mind with the word. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Wow. That's way beyond even healing right there. Their destructions. Have you ever done some stupid stuff and all of a sudden things are just, you're just destroying your life? Have you ever run into somebody that they're just like, my life is just destroyed. I destroyed it. He delivers them from their destructions. I am so glad God delivered me from my destructions. Right? Now look at this, Luke chapter 5, verse 15. Luke 5, I want you to see these scriptures in Luke about Jesus. It says, but so much more went there a fame abroad of him. And great multitudes came together to hear this, this Greek word, to give their full attention, to hear with attention, to heed, to attend to. They're hearing with, with a willingness to do. They came to hear and to be healed of their infirmities. Jump over to Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6, verse 17. It says, And he came down with them and stood in the plain, and the company of his disciples and a great multitude of people out of all Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon. See, I mean, think about that. There was no social media. But they heard when God moves it will spread, right? It says here, they came to hear again, hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And then it goes on and it says this, and they that were vexed with unclean spirits and they were healed. And the whole multitude, in other words, all that heard sought to touch him for there went virtue, power out of him. Dunamis is what the Greek word is. Stored miraculous power went out of him and healed all of them. 
But what I want you to see here is there is no healing without hearing. So all of this watered-down entertainment preaching that we've heard for a long time has kind of made us think that I could pick and choose when I hear, and it's dulled us. But you can't be in faith if you're, if you're sitting there going, well, I, I, I'm, I like that blessing part. I really don't like that forgiveness thing. I, I like it in, in, towards me. But you know, Fred, man, he really did me wrong. I'm, not, I'm never forgiving him, right? Right, you, you gotta get away from that. In other words, you gotta get to the point where you're like, God, if you said it, it's life, and I'm embracing it. Because it, it, it literally went virtue out of him, healed all of them. There's no healing, there's no provision, there's no receiving through faith without hearing first. Look at Proverbs 4. Proverbs 4, verse 20. This, verses 20 through 22, are really the prescription on how to hear. Or, I'm sorry, how to take the word of God. If the word of God were medicine, which the Bible says it is right here, this is the prescription. The first thing it says is, my son, attend to my word. That means to put it first place. That means I come to it with a willingness to do it. It's, it's the first priority of my life. Does that make sense? So this is so important. It says, incline your ear unto my sayings. Give my word your undivided attention. Let them, my words, not depart from your eyes. That means you always have to keep the word of God in front of your eyes. That means you walk and run your race fixing your eyes on Jesus. Why do we speak to others about our mountain instead of speaking to our mountain? Why do we doubt in our heart and, and oppose what we were saying one thing one minute and another thing another one? The only reason why is because of what you're looking at. That's the only reason why. You are made you're made to walk and live by faith. You're made to lay hold of everything that God has given you. You are made to walk out God's plan for your life, which is way beyond anything you could even imagine. Right? It says, keep them, my words, in the midst of your heart. Why? Because they are life to those that find them and health. That word health literally means medicine to all their flesh. So I must focus on the hearing part, right? More than the being healed part. I must focus on the hearing part more than the answer part, right? You have to, because faith comes, right? Because of hearing the words of the anointed one. Hearing, in other words, is our part, being healed, have being provided for, receiving from God, that's all his part. Amen. He will always do his part. Amen. You gotta be careful because you gotta sit under messages that build your faith because there are messages that will deplete your faith. 
You want to stay away from it because you can't. That, that's, that could really mess with your life, right? Verse 20 and 21 instruct us how to hear so that we can find God's word so that God's word could be medicine to our flesh. Verses 20 and 21. My son, attend to my word. Incline your ear to my sayings. Don't ever let my word depart from your eyes, right? Keep it in the midst of your heart. He's teaching us how to hear the word of God. This is so important because God's word is what does all the work, right? How can you take advantage of being redeemed from the curse of sickness if you don't know about it? How can you be redeemed from depression if you don't know about it. In other words, you, you are redeemed, but you'll never be able to lay hold of it if you're not hearing these things. If you, if you listen to this, well, you know, sometimes God heals and sometimes he doesn't, one thing you'll never hear when that's taught is Bible verses because it's not scriptural. So you gotta stay away from it, right? You cannot take advantage of something you don't know about. Many believers believe that if a spiritual blessing belongs to them, then it will automatically happen in their life. And that's not what the Bible says. There's nothing in the operation of faith that we talked about that's like that. I mean, this doesn't work in natural things, does it? It doesn't. Here's an example. You have a right to vote. But does that mean you will automatically vote? No. There's a lot of people that have a right to vote that will never vote. There's a lot of people that will die prematurely that healing was provided for them. There's a lot of people that will go bankrupt when finances were available to them. There's a lot of people that depression, anxiety, fear, terror will just eat their life when they've been given freedom from it. You have to learn how to work these things, right? Healing belongs to us, but if we don't know about it or, re or refuse to act on it, then we'll not walk in it, and Satan will rob us from the blessing. How many of you want to be in the club where no more robbing? He's not robbing for me anymore, right? That's, that's me. I'm just no. And we, and we need each other for this. Because we need to encourage each other. Paul said this, he said, let your speech always be with grace. Right? Seasoned with salt, right? We're to edify and build each other up. When you see a brother or sister going through something, look down on in the inside of you. What can I say to help them? That's right. Preach it. Come on. Right? Man, you're a world overcomer. Right? You, God has placed within you everything that pertains to life and godliness. You are healed. Don't ever let go of it, right? We need, we need each other for that. It's not a matter of what God can do. It's a matter of what we can believe. You can't leave up to God what he's left up to you. And that's that we have to, we have to talk about that. And I'm so grateful that I pastor a church, you guys can hear this. But God wants to take you to a higher level. See, and here's the thing, you're going to minister to people. You can't make anybody believe. 
You can't make anybody receive. But you can walk in love. You can be led by the Spirit of God. You can walk this out in your life. And, and in that way, gosh, you could pray for your brothers and sisters for open doors to just encourage them, not to tell them what to do. You know, Christians that are on a soapbox, it, they don't realize how carnal they are. Do you know within yourself, you don't have any ability to lead anybody to Christ? But the Holy Spirit within you will. Right? You can just relax. There are Christians that are trying to just beat everybody's head in because they are so strong. I believe this so strongly. And what they believe in is so right. But they're turning off so many people. They could be more effective if they just would be led by the Spirit of God. And in their prayer closet, God just opens doors. Have you ever tried to talk to somebody about something and you get nowhere? And then all of a sudden, one day... You go to talk to them, and it's like the door is wide open. So why am I saying all that? Keep your door wide open. God is for you. We cannot make his responsibility what he has made our responsibility. So we got to hear. Your faith is the determining factor in your healing, not the power of God. His power is already there. Your faith will be the determining factor. Not the will of God. It's already his will that all men be healed. All men be saved. That's not the determining factor. What you need is not the determining factor. It's your faith that's the determining factor to see if you'll get your needs met. Because he, all, he wants you to have your needs met. What you want is not the determining factor. What is right, what is fair, is not the determining factor. Your faith is the determining factor, right? We do not receive from God according to what we want, need, what is right, what is fair, or what is God's will. We receive from God through faith, right? Well, I'm telling you, your father wants you to have some things. He wants some things out of your life. He wants them out. He went to the extreme to get them out. Jesus reduced Satan to nothing. These principalities and powers that work against us have been stripped. Right? I don't, you know, we're living in a nation that a big wave of it is turning away from God. So why don't we change that? Why don't we get built up and walk in the, by the faith of God, walk in the strength of God, walk yielded to the love of God, walk in the wisdom of God, right? And be led by the Spirit of God, and let's be Jesus. Let's be the body of Christ. So this is the way it is, and I'll close with this. You can't give what you don't have. So God wants you to learn these things and lay hold of this 
so that now you can go tell everybody else how this works. Amen?